This episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. So Leah, what show do you want to talk about today? Very exciting new season of Harry Wilde dropping this week. Oh, Harry Wilde is great. So Harry Wilde is Harriet Wilde, played by Jane Seymour. And she just retired and she gets mugged. And so she's recovering in her son's home. And lucky for us, her son is a police detective. Isn't that convenient? She gleans a clue about one of his current cases. Mm-hmm. He is like, I got it, ma. Stay out of it, Ma. And she's like, nope. And so she sets out to solve it herself with a very unlikely sidekick. Very unlikely sidekick. And I'm not giving it away this time because I felt like I did in the Modern Blog Mysteries. So now I'm zipping my lips. (laughs) You got to get in there and watch it yourself. So check that out and check out all the great stuff that Acorn has. Sign up for a 30-day free trial with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv. Hey there, it's Nick. And it's Leah. So we're doing another live show. Where you raised by wolves live. And this time we're going to be on the West Coast. Portland, Oregon, babies. So come see us on June 15th. And we're going to be at the Siren Theater. And the show starts at 7.30. So go to our website, whereyourraisedbywolves.com slash live and get some tickets. Join us. everybody, it's Nick Layton. And I'm Leah Bonima. And we had so many great holiday-themed questions. Yes, we did. That we're going to put them all together and celebrate the reason for the season. Yes. And these are multi-denominational. Celebrate everything, celebrate nothing. We got something for everybody. We got it for you. So our first question is about office holiday parties. Oh. And our question writer just wants to know, what should I do and not do? Very tricky. Not tricky. Not tricky, says Actually, Nick. not tricky. Yeah. I think the only rule is... Don't get drunk. That's very true. Just don't get drunk. Because then everything that was tricky falls into that category. <laughs> yes, pretty much. Yeah. And I think just remember, we're still in an office and everyone has phones and everyone is watching you. Yep. And everybody loves to talk. Yes. And so give people a reason to talk about you. They're going to take it. Yep. So I think we want to dress conservatively. Unless you're trying to make a statement. Oh, Sure. What statement do you want to make? I mean, if you want to show up as a sassy Mrs. Santa. Sure, and who doesn't? I mean, you know, with like one of those wild dresses that you got at Ricky's, Mm. do it. Ricky's, for people who aren't in New York, is, how would you describe Ricky's? Ricky's has actually gone out of business, which really breaks my heart because you can get anything at Ricky's. It was sort of like a hair styling product where you could also get false eyelashes, Halloween, they would do Halloween costumes. And they also would just do random costumes in the back that were like any kind of costume made inappropriate. Oh, is that what was going on in the back room? Yes, that's the, oh, what the back room was. I thought something else was going on. No, 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 no. Oh, it's just... Outfits. Outfits. And I mean, for people that don't know Ricky's, they really had all the hair care products. Okay. So Ricky's, may it rest in peace. <laughs> so office holiday parties. Yeah, I guess just be on your best behavior. And be nice to the other people, you know, and try and socialize with people who may not know very well and make small talk and do all of that. Yeah. And thank the, the if it's a group of people that mm-hmm. put it together at your office oh, or yeah. HR. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whoever like put it together, send them an email, be like, great eggnog, Jan, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Our next question, also office related, about Secret Santa. So for people who don't know, Secret Santa is when you like put a bunch of names in a hat and everybody takes a name and it's a secret from everybody else. And then you buy that one person a gift and then you reveal it at some gift exchange party that happens. I do think that some places you have a secret Santa for the month and you give like little gifts Where throughout is the that month. Place? I've seen this happen. That seems just like a lot of work. And they're all, you know, like little, oh, here's a pack of gum and, you know, a candy bar you love and... uh. 
Okay. I've not heard of this, but I guess I, I believe it has happened in the world. That seems nice to me. Sure. I guess getting gum on your desk unexpectedly for 25 days of Christmas. <laughs> sure. Great. Well, our letter writer wants to know about Secret Santa with a huge group of people. Most people don't know each other. And so what people are doing is sending out a list of Amazon wish lists saying like, these are things I want. And our letter writer wants to know like, is that fine? And so I don't love that. I don't love that. I mean, it's it's finding that line where the person who is buying the gift who maybe doesn't know you at all. Right. Being helpful to them. But then also, I mean, maybe I find it a little weird to be like, here's a link to exactly the right. thing that I want. Yeah. I don't or maybe it's not. I don't know. Well, that would have all of the magic and thrill of coming home and seeing a brown Amazon box on your doorstep and opening it and you know what's in it. Yeah. I've also never experienced being in an office so big where you don't know the people. Right. So I guess this is, it helps people to figure out who that person is that you're buying a gift for. But yeah. you could make it broader. Like, hey, I like Star Wars. Mm. And this is hypothetical for Yeah, you. hypothetically. Yeah. I would say I liked Star Wars and Lord of the Rings and detective novels. Okay. So it's not a, here's a link to the exact detective novel. I don't know. Maybe that's more. No, I like that. Yeah. Give a list of interests. Like I like Helvetica and turmeric and like mm. see what they do with that. Right. Yeah. Our next Secret Santa related question is the person I picked in my office has quit recently. And so the question is, what do we do? Because apparently it was some randomly assigned thing. And so no one knows who that person had. Okay. And so they want to know, how do we solve this issue of not knowing with this employee that's left. I think they're going to have to buy a present for mm -hmm. whoever and then have that available for the person who was the person who quits person. I think that's totally a way to do it. You just wait till the party and then whoever's like, I don't have a gift. And then you're like, I have a gift. The problem with that is you don't know what type of gift to get. That's when so it's, it's going to be, be generic. Super generic. <laughs> yeah. I think the other thing is because this person quit and wasn't fired, it's a lot less awkward just to ask this person. Oh, yeah, that's true. You, you know, just, really like, who do you, who do you pick? Yeah, you could just deal with the situation. Yeah. <laughs> but otherwise, you could just not deal with it and then just get a generic gift. No problem. Our next question is, do I have to respond to work emails on the 24th or the 26th? And is it rude to contact people on the 25th? I, I struggle with this one as a freelancer because mm. things come in on the 24th and you feel like, oh, I should answer. Mm -hmm. But then you're like... I, this is three days that maybe I should just turn my phone off. I think the 25th, everybody has a pass, federal holiday, no obligation to respond to anything. The 24th and the 26th, these are business days. Are they business days? They're business days. I think definitely like up to noon on the 24th. It's not Christmas Eve at 11 a.m. So you'd say up until noon. Yeah, but I think if you send an email on these days, I don't think you should expect a response back. Right. Like, I think that's also fine. Like, you're welcome to send me a work email and you should not expect necessarily a response. That, that seems day. fair. I think that's fair. And if you don't have an out of office message, like, I will expect a response like the 27th. Right. 28th. Like, you cannot just get back to me in the new year. Unless you have an out of office. Unless you're out of office and like, yeah, you're just going to take off that period. No problem. But yeah, I think it's okay to send the email. It's just like the having to reply. I don't think you're required. Okay. Yeah. That's how I feel about that. Our next question is it rude to re-gift? Mm. Mm. I say no. So interestingly, there's a lot of schools of thought on this question. So you say no and you're very definitive about it. So why? what, what is it about the no that makes you so no about it? Because sometimes you get great gifts mm -hmm. and it's just not for you. And mm -hmm. you know somebody who would love it. And there's no way these two people will ever meet each other. Mm -hmm. 
You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Why would you just not give that to the other person? Yeah, I totally agree. Now, interestingly, Emily Post is not enthusiastic about regifting. She's not into it. I feel like she has more rules than us. <laughs> she definitely has more <laughs> rules and not all of them are correct. I think etiquette is all about not hurting people's feelings. So if you can regift and you can get away with it, no problem. Uh, yeah, I don't think you should be honest about it, which oh. I feel horrible that I said that because I do, as a general rule, believe that you should be honest, but just don't bring it up. And this is Emily Post's quibble with it. She thinks it is inherently deceitful to regift. It may be slightly. It may be the most deceitful thing I, I mean, do. Of all the deceit in the world. But it's also we can't keep everything and some things are really wonderful but they're just not wonderful for you but then it's really wonderful for a friend of yours. Yeah. I think if you aren't going to get caught, no problem. And then the gift itself should be a good gift. Like you shouldn't be just giving something that's like a bad gift. Like something that's inappropriate for the person or just like you know, a garbage thing. Right. You're like, this was in my pocket. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I think as long as it's like still a good gift, like no problem. I get a lot of things from swag bags mm -hmm. and that a, my apartment is the size of a matchbook. Mm -hmm. So can't keep it. Also, some of them aren't appropriate for me and I'll give them as gifts. And sometimes I'll say, got this in a swag bag, thought you might like it. Mm -hmm. So the person doesn't feel. I don't even think you have to necessarily say you got it in a swag bag. I think it's, I think it's fine. Okay. I think if you do regift, you want to make sure that there's no evidence of the regifting. So if it's a book, like make sure it's not uh, inscribed to you. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. If it's monogrammed, something to note. Oh, if it's monogrammed, you got to keep it. <laughs> Unless it's, they, it's their monogram. Unless you find somebody with the same exact initials. And if you do, no problem. <laughs> no problem. I think it's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, totally fine. So relatedly, our next question is, is it rude to give someone a fruitcake? Because it feels like fruitcakes get regifted a lot too. You think they get regifted? Well, there was the old joke. I think it's Johnny Carson who was like, "There's only one fruitcake in the world, and it just keeps getting passed around." That's what people say about candy corn. Um, they just dust them <laughs> off and bring it back out next year. Yeah, I mean, the tone of this question suggests that they don't like fruitcake. I mean, they probably haven't had one of my dad's fruitcakes. I love fruitcake. Fruitcake is great. I don't think it's rude at all. Also, like my dad home makes them and then wraps them in a rum. A rum drenched you cloth, know, cloth like thing. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. then wraps them and sends them. Nice. I think it's a nice gift. Totally lovely. Yeah. I mean, I think fruitcake has gotten a bad rap because I think like in the 20s or 30s, there was like fruitcake was being mail ordered. And so then there's all this bad fruitcake that would like arrive in the U.S. postal mail, you know, two weeks later. It's a hard, hard, horrible thing. Um, and so there's just this joke that like, oh, yeah, fruitcake is just like this bad thing. But no, it's totally delicious. Also, super historical. It's one of the oldest recipes. There's like recipes. <laughs> that doesn't sound sincere. No, I mean it. <laughs> I want to know. I sent you an email about my family history of fruitcake. I want to know. Yeah, there's like a recipe from Rome from like, you know, year zero where it has like pomegranates and raisins and pine nuts. And you're like, that sounds good. It really does. I would eat that. And interestingly, Fruitcake is like a traditional royal cake in England. Like a traditional royal wedding cake is made out of fruitcake. So like Queen exciting. Victoria had fruitcake, which is I think where the tradition of saving a layer comes from. You know, this like crazy wedding tradition where you save a layer of your cake that they would save a layer and they would eat that cake like when their child was having their christening. Oh. And fruitcake will last. You can last between your marriage and the christening of your first child. No problem. Fruitcake can do that. But like to take like Genoise or Biscuit wedding cake that we have today and freeze that and eat that a year later, like that's gross. People shouldn't do that. I didn't realize they were eating it a year later. I thought they were just saving it for emotional reasons. What, you take it out of the freezer and just look at it a year later? Well, you open the freezer and you're like, oh yeah, that oh, happened. Yeah. No, that's not how that works. <laughs> 
I also think if it's a re-gifting question, if you get a fruitcake mm-hmm. and you know it's a good fruitcake, but you just happen to not be a fruitcake person. We'll take it. Yeah, we'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm sure there's somebody on your block who is you're friends with, but you're not really close friends with. And, you know, maybe they need a little holiday spirit. You bring that fruitcake on over to their house. Yeah, I, Maybe and, you're super. Who knows? Yeah. If you want to make fruitcake, I've got a great recipe. Just email us. Happy to send it to you. Love to hear your thoughts. Oh, I hope that people email for your fruitcake recipe. And now it's time for Intermezzo. Intermezzo. So this episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. And Acorn TV streams world-class mysteries, dramas, and comedies from around the world. So Leah, I am looking for a series about an amateur detective. I don't want professionals. What do you got? I'm glad you asked, Nick. Because <laughs> as we know at home, I'm obsessed with mysteries. We have the professional detectives, then we have the amateurs that obviously have a gift and they maneuver their way in there. And Acorn TV has a lot of choices for you. You could go with Madame Blanc. Right. Because she's an antique dealer and uses that knowledge <laughs> to solve crimes. I mean, it's great knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we also have Agatha Raisin, which I have discussed multiple times. She was a PR person, very confident mm-hmm. woman, wears the wrong shoes to every occasion, which I love. And we also have Harry Wilde. Yes, Jane Seymour. And I enjoy all of those shows very much. So you out there, sign up for a 30-day free trial with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv. And now it's time for Intermezzo. Intermezzo. So this episode is brought to you by Brooklinen. Brooklinen is the internet's favorite sheets. That's right. And they're great. They sent us some sheets and I'm sleeping on their percal, white, of course. And they're crisp. They're cool. They don't sleep too hot, which is definitely the thing I do not want in sheets. So they're the perfect temperature for me. And I feel like coming into a new season, it's the perfect time for a refresh, right? You get new colors, you get new patterns, you recreate your whole sleeping space. Or you can switch the fabrics. So Brooklyn actually has fresh linen and it's designed in Brooklyn, made in Portugal, and their wash linen is made with 100% European flax. So you can get the lightweight essentials necessary to upgrade your space for the summer from Brooklinen. So visit in-store or online at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. And use code WOLVES for $20 off your order of $100 or more. Our next question is about if you're feeling stressed about money, is it rude to make presents for your friends? Nobody wants to put financial pressure on other people. So if you can't give gifts like a nice card or um, like a thing that you make, I think is absolutely lovely. Oh, totally fine. And in fact, I think some of the best gifts I've ever received were the handmade ones. Yeah, because there's so much care in them. Oh, I mean, hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, someone just <laughs> Not always. With like an origami. Yeah, here's like, a crane. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but I think a handmade gift, if it's like a nice gift... I'm all about it. Yeah, if you want to make like cookies and bring them over, that's so nice. Yeah, so no problem. Yeah, do you have anything else to say on that? No, I think just have at it. Have at it, yeah. Our next question, I keep my car in a garage and I tip the guys every time I take my car out. Do I have to tip again at Christmas? I don't know. Tipping always just makes me so anxious (laughs) that I I get red-faced and then I shut down. So I think in general, the idea of the Christmas tip is somebody's done something for you while you're long, you have not tipped them along the way. Christmas time, it's a moment be like, thank you for everything you've done over the last 12 months. So that's why we like tip our UPS driver and we tip our doorman and we tip all these people. Cause like I have not been tipping UPS every time they've done something right with the garage. You've been tipping along the way. So it's like, do you have an obligation to then tip again at Christmas? And I don't think you'd have an obligation, but they have your car. <laughs> and so it's like, 
they can do stuff to you and your car. Right. There can be consequences. And so I think maybe what you do when you're taking your car out and it's right at Christmas, like whatever day that is, you double the tip. Right. So if you normally give them like a couple bucks, like let's double that. Right. Let's give them a 10. Let's give them a 20. And then you just make sure you make it very clear. Happy holidays. Oh yeah, that's great. A little extra. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then hopefully you won't get keyed. I don't think they're going to key your car anyway. You don't know what goes but on they garages may, in New York City. They may be extra protective. Yeah, you might get a better spot. You might get your car out a little faster. Yeah. Our next question, very tricky. I'm returning home for the holidays and I'm having a hard time juggling wanting to relax with all of my obligations of seeing various friends and relatives during the short time I am home. Ah. Is it rude to just not see people? I feel like this happens to a lot of people. I think this happens to everybody who go home for the holidays. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you go home to Maine, I go home to San Francisco and it's quick. It's a quick trip. Yep. I think that if you can slip in and out and nobody knows, that's one way you can do it. Yeah. <laughs> you just <laughs> pretend you weren't there. You're just a ninja. Stay <laughs> off of social media. Yeah. You're just in, you're out. So that's probably unrealistic. Mm. I guess I think you want to prioritize and then try not to feel guilty. Right. I think that's the best you can do. You can't see everybody. Yeah, I think with me, I always want to see everybody. Mm-hmm. And then also I want to see people's kids that I haven't seen. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my goodness, I got to go. You know right. what I mean? And then you're like, how did this go by so fast? I think one nice thing that I try and do is I have like an open house. Oh. Where like on the 27th, if I'm still in town, like one and four, come on down for some pie and punch. I'll be holding court. Would love to see you. Swing by. That's Say nice. hello. Uh, and that way, like people can kind of do that. The benefit of that is also you've issued an invitation and if people are mad that they didn't get together, well, that, that's on them. Right. But I think whoever wrote in this question, they can feel free to not go out if that's, they need that time to. I think home for the holidays. I think you don't have to feel guilty about it. Yeah. I think if you want to just sort of have some me time with the family. Or you could, if you didn't want to have people over, you could say, hey, let's all meet up for the same thing. Yeah. But at a place. Yeah. A coffee shop, bar, library, bookstore. I mean, uh, library, you, you need to be quiet. We're going to respect the rules of the library. I don't know what goes on in I'm libraries. I'm a very big fan of the library. Okay. Um, we're supposed to be quiet in libraries. So we're going to take that one off the list. Okay. <laughs> Unless you want to show up with your friends and then have a quiet hour. Which sometimes Some you do. Some people do. Sometimes that sounds nice. Our next question, when should you take down your Christmas tree? I feel like I need to take myself out of this because you know that <laughs> I would keep it up all so, year. So yeah, Leah doesn't take down Christmas trees. So- I think this is our only Christmas specific question. If you have like a menorah or a canara, like you don't have to put them away. You could just leave those sort of on display all year long, I guess. Or you could just put those away after Hanukkah and Kwanzaa's over. Christmas though. Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Wow. You're going to keep it up to Valentine's Day. The thing is, is that those lights mm-hmm. and they're sparkling. Mm-hmm. Get you through that January, February slump. You know oh. what I mean? It's dark outside. So it's for seasonal affective disorder. Yes. And you just look at it, you're like, that is a beautiful tree. And I love the way it sparkles. And uh-huh. I, I need it to keep me through these winter nights. Okay. I mean, if having your Christmas tree up helps you through the day, then I think this is fine. There's no rule. Yeah. Do whatever it's, you want. February seems fine. But for you out there who are actually asking for an answer to this question. That was an answer. <laughs> Valentine's Day. Okay. Valentine's Day. One option. I think traditionally a lot of people will leave their Christmas tree up through the 12 days of Christmas. So through Epiphany. And so then the question is like, do you leave it up through 12th night or do you leave it up through Epiphany? So then the question is like, 
do you take it down on January 5th or January 6th or January 7th? And then the question is like, when is Twelfth Night? Because is Twelfth Night like January 5th or do you start with Christmas Day? Gets very complicated. Yeah, that's very complicated. Very complicated. But I think a lot of people would say like Epiphany is sort of like the date by which we would leave the Christmas tree up and then we only take it down after Epiphany. A lot of people feel this. So you take it down on the 6th or the 7th. Like that's kind of where a lot of people are at. Okay. I think the first weekend after New Year's is also probably fine. Right. Like I think that's a nice time. I think, and we're talking about indoor decorations. For outdoor decorations, you need to do whatever your neighborhood does. Like you cannot be the person that has the snowman on their lawn on Valentine's Day. I mean, there are some delicate little lights Uh that I think don't necessarily have to be... Are they, are they just winter lights? They're winter lights. Winter lights. That you can leave up as long as you want. Okay. It's not your fault if other people <laughs> don't like twinkling. Yeah. I, I mean, clearly your enthusiasm for Christmas is um, stronger than mine. But what about little lights? I think it's charming. Don't you love little lights? Sure. I mean, who doesn't? Right? Um, who doesn't? There, sure. There's the answer. Yes. But also, I think if you put up your Christmas tree early, and you do, I'm assuming... Um, like you do it October 1st. No, 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 no. I start Hallmark movies uh-huh. and I put up a string of lights along the ceiling uh-huh. and I light a balsam candle. Okay. The tree does not go up till later. But all that happens on October 1. Maybe mid-October. <laughs> okay. You have some control. I have some control over myself. All right. So we got Hallmark movies and we got balsam candles. We've got twinkly lights. And then what does the tree come? Well, the tree, we're not going to do a tree this year in our apartment because I'm going up to Maine so early. Okay. But normally, when do you feel it's appropriate to put up the tree? We put up the tree the day after my birthday. Which is? First week of November. Okay. So way before Thanksgiving. Of course. So, we, of course. No, that's not standard. <laughs> that is. I want to enjoy this as long as possible. And this is a real tree. So you're expecting this real tree to last. No, no, no. We have a, we have a big tree for New York. Okay. And then uh, obviously a real tree in Maine. Right. Okay. Obviously. Obviously. I have an aluminum tree and I think it's great. Oh, I bet that's pretty. It's very lovely. Um, You'll see it next time you're here. Oh, fantastic. Because uh, I don't like vacuuming. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. Also, my entire apartment is gray, black, and white. It's very put together. <laughs> but it's also very monochromatic. So I'm very excited about this tree. So the aluminum tree is nice because it fits in with my decor. Oh, I love it. Green doesn't just, it doesn't go. Okay. So I think you should just take down your tree whenever you want. Like, if you want to leave it up till February, then, like, that's great. Yeah. And if you want to take it down the day after Christmas, have at it. At the point when it's a fire hazard, I think that's the time. Oh, definitely be careful of yeah. real trees drying out. Yeah. Trees drink a lot. Oh, sure. Yeah. You got to get down there with that sugar water on the daily. Okay. You heard it from the Mainer. Yeah. And some final thoughts. Just remember, you got to send some thank you notes. <laughs> I feel like we could close everything out with thank you notes. I think you can close everything out with thank you no, notes. No, I think it's a great way. But for Christmas, people have given you things. You remember to send them thank you notes. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Grandma loves a good thank you note. Grandma does. Yeah. And then what do you want for Christmas, Leah? You know, when you said that, I immediately thought of that song. All I want for Christmas Oh, we don't have the rights to that. We don't have the rights to that. (laughs) (laughs) To be clear, Leah does have teeth (laughs) and does not require two front front teeth. teeth. (laughs) She's covered. Well, what I want for Christmas is I want people to leave us very nice reviews because of the algorithm. It really helps promote our show. So leave us a nice review. Give us some stars. We appreciate it. That's what I want for Christmas. Oh, I think that's a wonderful idea. Yeah. And then also tell a few thousand of your closest friends. A few thousand. Just a few thousand. Just casual. Don't be home for Christmas. So do that. 
Well, thank you, Leah. Thank you, Nick. And I hope you have a great federal holiday. Thank you so much. Merry <laughs> Christmas. This episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. So, Leah, what show do you want to talk about today? Very exciting. New season of Harry Wilde dropping this week. Oh, Harry Wilde is great. So, Harry Wilde is Harriet Wilde, played by Jane Seymour. And she just retired and she gets mugged. And so she's recovering in her son's home. And lucky for us, her son is a police detective. Isn't that convenient? She gleans a clue about one of his current cases. Mm -hmm. He is like, I got it, ma. Stay out of it, Ma. And she's like, nope. And so she sets out to solve it herself with a very unlikely sidekick. Very unlikely sidekick. And I'm not giving it away this time because I felt like I did in the Modern Blog Mysteries. So now I'm zipping my lips. (laughs) You got to get in there and watch it yourself. So check that out and check out all the great stuff that Acorn has. Sign up for a 30-day free trial with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv. Now it's time for Intermezzo. Intermezzo. So this episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. And Acorn TV streams world-class mysteries, dramas, and comedies from around the world. So Leah, I am looking for a series about an amateur detective. I don't want professionals. What do you got? I'm glad you asked, Nick. Because <laughs> as we know at home, I'm obsessed with mysteries. We have the professional detectives. Then we have the amateurs that obviously have a gift and they maneuver their way in there. And Acorn TV has a lot of choices for you. You could go with Madame Blanc. Right. Because she's an antique dealer and uses that knowledge <laughs> to solve crimes. I mean, it's great knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we also have Agatha Raisin, which I have discussed multiple times. She was a PR person. Very confident mm-hmm. woman. Wears the wrong shoes to every occasion, which I love. And we we also have Harry Wilde. Yes, Jane Seymour. And I enjoy all of those shows very much. So you out there, sign up for a 30-day free trial with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv.